Okay, okay, what's up, y'all? Late ill kid at one y'all still holding it down, bringing that street geek and nerd soul. What is up, my people? Today or year? Come on with another wonderful episode of Lounging. Um, it's been a while since we rocked lounging, but there, you know, scheduling reasons and all kinds of stuff. Uh, we're going to be talking about the Buffalo Massacre uh, today. You've seen it in the in the uh, in the title. Maybe if this auto played you, just so you know, we're talking about the Buffalo Massacre today and just the fallout and what's been going on. So if you're not trying, I understand if you don't want to hear about it, you don't want to talk about it, you don't want to, I, I can kind of get it because it's taken me a couple of days to kind of feel like talking about it, really. And shouts to people that were talking about it when it happened because we need y'all too. It's just that sometimes everybody can't get to it. So it's really something that I leave up to you. Um, you know what I'm saying? Uh, all of us black people are dealing with this on top of our own lives in different ways. You know what I'm saying? So however you got to get through it, you know, in a safe way, you know, I understand. You got to get through it. So um, today is a special episode because not only am I doing lounging, we're talking about politics, news, stuff like that. I'm also going to be, this is also a special episode because I'm going to be on with Solar Gray on his show. We're going to be dual streaming. Um, and we'll jump on with him in a second. Just to give you a rundown, he contacted me and asked me if I was going to speak about it. And I was still in a place where I didn't know if I was or not. And um, he invited me to come. And he was like, you know, we can, you know, on some kind of like lean on me, we can do it together kind of thing. So um, even though I'm a little bit late <laughs> to his stream, uh, we're going to talk about this thing together. Uh, he said he put an NS, uh, NSFW uh <laughs> alert on his uh i'll say this um there's a lot of anger around this there's a lot of just general tiredness rage emotions whatever so this show might not be as all ages as they usually are i try to keep them all ages but just letting y'all know because i don't know i know a couple of things i want to talk about but i don't know exactly where this conversation may take us. So if you've gotten this far, thank you for coming through. Uh, much love to you. Um, glad you're here. Hit that thumbs up. Uh, let's get ready to talk. I'm going to put you guys on a break. I'm going to join Solar Gray, and I'll be back in just a second. Once again, guys, just y'all stay safe. Love all y'all, and I'll see y'all in just a second. to three hours from Syracuse, New York to fucking Buffalo to go into the hood and shoot up these people where they eat 
And you know what? I'm doing this now because when I'm in public and I feel this way, these same moderate fucking white people call the police on me because they're afraid that I might fucking hurt somebody. But this bitch can come into the hood, blast up on a bunch of old people, elders, people that are not physically fit to work, and he can shoot them dead and still be talked down by the police, still face trial. Well, these grandparents, these aunts, these uncles, these, these, these fathers of children, one of the dudes was going off to get their kid a fucking birthday cake. His birthday was a couple of days after mine. And now he's going to feel the same way about his that I feel about mine. And why? Because this one dude who has access to travel wherever the fuck he wants to decided to go kill a bunch of black people because he's afraid of being 30% of the population, still a majority, by the way, instead of being 61 the little bitch put up his goddamn manifesto online saying things like 14 words. I know those 14 words. They're talking about to assure the non-extinction of the white race. Y'all made up white in the first fucking place. Yeah, you're 10% of the global population. You don't like that America is changing? Go talk to your great fucking aunt in Belfast or fucking Hamburg. Because thanks to your ancestors' bitch asses, I don't have that option. And yet, you were trying to mow down me and my people for the same fucking reason? Like I said, I'm mad. I was not able to sleep well because of all of this nonsense and again i warned you guys not safe for work and this yeah, is this one, why i game. this one ain't safe <laughs> all right this is why i game i got with me today um my friend um one of the dudes i do many barbershop discussions about and <laughs> i know this is a part of me that you ain't never seen before <laughs> um but yeah, now I know, um, because real talk, um, I'm normally trying to stay positive and I've made it my life missions to understand everyone. That is the way that I think we can bring peace. And I'm going to put it out there right now. I am not about going out there and using war. I don't want to fucking race war. I've seen too many people die over the course of my life to not want to see any more people die. All right. But here's the thing. We mind our business. We're still dangerous. We go shopping and we get terrorized. Literal terrorism. All right. The, he, he said it outright, outright in his manifesto. All right. The only reason I'm not saying that chuckle fuck's name right now is because I can't remember it. All right. And a lot of people are like, don't say their name. Don't give them attention. No, fuck that. I condemn Every single person, just like this bitch, just like Carl, Kyle Rittenhouse, just like freaking Officer Coon, Officer Nigger Hater, Officer Beat Darkie Down, for, from George Floyd to Philando Castile to Tamira Rice to Rodney King to Sandra Bland, all of them. I'm sick I mean, the late, the tired of hiding like the, them. The thing is, the names go on. They go, uh, Amadou Diallo, Abner mm -hmm. Luima, Eric Garner. Uh, you know, the, the names go on and on. So it, it's, 
the the idea that you can, you know, just like name a few is sad enough. But then when you realize like the names continue on, it's and on. <laughs> it's like it's like where do you go? And there, I there, there's a couple. All right, so I'm glad you said Terrace because the huh. I'm trying to think of the 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 essentially white media because mainstream media is controlled by white people it holds up white people's values it protects white people that's why i call it white media if because uh, i'm new on i'm new on your stream people know me on my stream <laughs> so you know they they kind of know me um so it's a little different so if what i mean when i say white media what i mean is essentially the oh see they trying to come and get me now um, <laughs> essentially, the people that's okay. That the media, They're outside of my place too. <laughs> <laughs> the people the media works for. So, just to frame that. So, I have a clip I, because I was playing it over and over, and this is from the dude from Meet the Press. Hopefully, this is loud enough. Let me see. All right, cool, cool. Hold on, hold on. Uh, let's see, let's see. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Yeah, you're um, gonna have to change the sound I, input on your side. Um, now I'm gonna just try to play it through my mic because it's like too much work. I tell you what, just uh, send me a link. Send me a link. It's just on my phone, so I'm gonna. Just, oh, okay. So All I'll right. just play it through my uh, through my mic. But this is from Meet the Press, and I can't remember the guy that runs Meet the Press. But here it goes. All right, hold up. I got you. I got you. This time, the scene of what appears to have been the domestic terrorist was a supermarket in Buffalo, New York. A white teenager, a boy, really, only 18, wearing body armor, carrying an assault rifle, opened fire at a supermarket in an African-American neighborhood. All right. So, hopefully you were able to hear some of that. I know it's from a phone. It's not the greatest. I don't have everything to throw the clips. But, dude from M Meet the Press comes on, right? And he's like, hey, look, this guy shoots up this place, a teenager, a boy, really, only 18. And I love how before we even get to what he did, we're already creating, <laughs> we're already creating situations of safety for him. A boy, really. Just a boy. Oh, he's, he's just a boy. Just a boy, really. No, I mean, no, nothing to worry about. Just, just a young boy that may have lost his way. This harkens back to the Dave Chappelle skit about we need to define what is and what isn't, you know, adult and what isn't adult. Because... When, <laughs> when it comes to, I guess you could say, I guess you could say when it comes to white people or people accepted as white in America, there's this you thing that goes on with them. And I mean, of course, I don't know the exact terms, but work with, through it with me. Group of frat, group of frat, uh, uh, a frat members or whatever, yeah, rape a girl. Frat boys and bros, yeah. Uh, rape a girl, 
Just kids. This is kids. 12-year-old Tamir Rice, killed, shot. Less than 10 seconds, 14-year-old boy. Uh, no, 13, I believe, back in the 90s. I can't remember what happened, but they tried him as an adult as quick as they could. Um, those are the Trayvon. kind of things. Yeah, Trayvon, Trayvon Martin. These he are the was kind a man of things where he won the fight. Yeah, you know, and so yeah, I mean that's, oh, like I said, I am I'm livid. I am truly, truly livid. Um, hang on a minute. I'm I'm doing a little thing right here. Just a little, little thing. All right, right here. There we go. Um, yeah, with that particular thing I'm doing. There we. Oh no no yeah, no wait no. wait wait no. <laughs> Cam coming back. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry about that. Hang on. No, I, I I got a way to do it. You just won't be able to see me in the same way. <laughs> you know. Well, I was just taking me off the doubles because the doubles was like too much. But back to what I was saying. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Before we um, get to the fact that he committed a crime, before we get to the fact that he murdered people, before we get to the fact that this was double a massacre. Before, digits. Before he murdered double of digits of people. We start creating excuses for him. We mm -hmm. start protecting him. And that is the true shame of our situation in America. Like, uh, yeah, Hitflix. Hitflix, uh, the kid that killed the girl while they were wrestling, they were play wrestling. And um, they tried him as an adult. This is way back. It was like, it set like a precedent at that time. Um, but here, here it goes. When it, whenever it's somebody white, there's always this softballing. There's always this softness that goes on. And, and black people have known this. And we've, we've seen this stuff coming to bear more and more. Because essentially, White people, and when I say white people, I'm not talking about every single. I know, I know, you got that one white person that's down <laughs> yeah. for the cause. But like, uh, like Muhammad Ali said, if there's nine thousand snakes outside, and one thousand of them are good, I still can't open the door. <laughs> even even if those thousand yeah. snakes wanted to protect me, they couldn't. They can't. They don't have the power to. And it's, and sadly, we don't have a thousand good snakes. What we have is like 25 good snakes and the rest of the snake, then there's, then there's like uh, 900 snakes that are essentially indifferent. You know, they just don't want to see it, but they're indifferent. And then maybe 75 snakes that are like, uh, I'll help you if I can. So you're looking at these people trying to tap dance now. Even though this man has said, man, grown man, he can go to war and kill people, he can vote, he is grown, all right? He is a grown man. Anyone else would be talking about, you got to get out and work. If he was black, <laughs> pull up your own bootstraps. But he's white, oh man, he's just a boy, really? Just, I was like, are you kidding me? But, back to my point. They work double time trying to make sure that they set these things in order. We're already talking about, already talking about mental health. Dude wrote 
a manifesto. He's like, look, I ain't crazy. I ain't stupid. I just hate black people. There it is. Boom. <laughs> they, they won't even let him say his own stuff. They're like, nah, uh-uh, nah. Because the bottom line is black people have continually told white people all the time, yo, white supremacy is an issue. FBI has even said it. Yo, you know, white supremacy is an issue. Everybody said it. And, well, everyone who doesn't benefit from it, when you get to the buffer classes, since I'm new to Solar Gray, buffer classes essentially describe white Asians, white Latinos, and black people that sell out to be able to cozy up to the dominant society. Yeah, the it's a long discussion. I, yes. just, I ain't really got time for it, but I'm just skipping back. <laughs> so, so these buffer classes that want to be that way, and I guess understandably, you look at how black people are treated, you're like, I don't want that. So, <laughs> so like, they're busy trying to throw up this whole narrative of mental health. And it's like, bruh, he ain't crazy. I mean, he crazy, but he's not crazy. Like, he knew what he was doing. This wasn't an accident. Hmm. Like, he wasn't on medication. He, he didn't, you know, have a concussion yesterday. No. He knew what he was doing. And we're, and we're soft-shoeing through this whole thing. And then, after you see this fallout, then you see no words. No, no words for, where's the Congressional Black Caucus? Where's hmm. the call? Where's the call for legislation? Remember when black people were being blamed for 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 Asian hate? <laughs> Remember that? Remember how really quick they got this I bill remember. pushed through? <laughs> remember, <laughs> nobody's calling for legislation. Do you yeah. hear any? Do you hear? No, no. you hear no, none. I, I hear some crickets. <laughs> I hear some crickets. Now, seriously speaking, you know, um, I, like I said, I've been sitting with this. I did some research on, on Buffalo. Um, mm -hmm. Now I will tell you beyond having skin in the game, this one is a little close to my home. All right. One all right. of back in the decks, first deckers born and raised in Buffalo, New York, big old white guy. Um, and he was a cab driver. And if he had not gotten married and moved to Johannesburg, he could have been shot on Saturday. He could be gone, but he's in South Africa um, with his wonderful wife and her awesome family. All right. But the thing is, the thing that gets on my nerves, I got a picture over here because this is the part that I cannot, I cannot wrap my head around or mm -hmm. I can wrap my head around it very well. Okay. But I can't stop being angry from it. And that is this. All right. The Vegas shooter, heavily armed, arrested. Yep. George Floyd, unarmed, dead. Um, Kyle Rittenhouse, heavily armed, arrested and found not guilty. Okay. Sandra Bland was asleep and unarmed, dead. Um, another shooter, heavily armed, arrested. Um, Tamir Rice, dead. Over and over and over. Yeah, and Breonna over Taylor's up again. there. The, you know... It, Oh, on yeah. and on. And, and most recently, this chuckle fuck here, you know, who is responsible for, um, who is truly responsible for um, Saturday. Now, this dude, he was arrested. I, I showed, um, for those of you guys watching us on Nerd Soul on YouTube, um, I showed um, pictures and some footage of him in the... Um, in the court as he's holding charges. Yeah, he was wearing a paper dress, but I saw no bruises. 
He was in a mask. Mm -hmm. He was still able to stand upright. And in this world where if I go see half of my friends, I might not go home. This guy. Now, number one, he was arrested. Number two, mm. he had a hearing. Okay. He got the due process of law after live streaming his intent and action to murder as many people as possible. And when the police showed up, they talked him down. They arrested him. Okay. They weren't scared for their lives. They didn't fear for their lives in the same way they did when Philando Castillo calmly stated that he had a gun in the trunk of the car when asked. And folks, that buffer class that he's talking about, and of course, the moderate, liberal, quiet, white American yeah, will not say anything about this. Now, I was talking with my girl earlier today, and we we're watching Rachel Maddow, um, fantastic <laughs> reporter, and she went off not as hard as I have, but I could see she wanted to. <laughs> I could see she wanted to. I'm surprised because MSNBC no. is usually they usually try to pretend like stuff. To, they be they be hitting you with the uh, with the POC as well. Yeah, no, not not yesterday, not yesterday. Oh, okay, uh, Rachel okay. went off. <laughs> She's the one that talked about the history of the town before the black people got there and what the city did. And okay. she was almost in tears. I got to give a major shout out to her. Um, but what I will say is, you know. This dude confessed to everything and pleaded not guilty. Not because <laughs> he's saying, no, seriously, seriously. He pleaded oh, not man. guilty, not because he's saying he didn't shoot all those black folks, but because he doesn't feel that he did anything wrong. And this is where we <laughs> go when you talk about a sub or a section of a nation that is considered free from prosecution, immune to like, I don't know, arrest, law, whatever. Immune to essential, essential you know, consequences. And um, like, uh, when, I, when I think about consequences, someone brings up, Janine uh, came in and said, where's this dude's parents? Yes, also, all those people watching the stream, where are they at? The consequences aren't just him. There is a let's let's be honest. Uh, what is it? Chris Rufo or whatever, Tucker Carlson, all these people that have been pushing this stuff about people being replaced, and it's like it's not happening. It's not like you you're talking to a white friend and then you look this way and you look back and it's like a black dude. Nobody's like no one's being replaced. It's not happening. It's fake. It's not real. But they push this stuff. And what happens is when you have a set of the, of the, uh, of the populace that you say, you'll never be in trouble. You're perfect. You're good. You never do anything wrong. Um, you're always right. The second someone says, hey, man, there's two more people over there. And like you have like three less people over here. They go into panic mode. And um, I have one more audio clip. This 
this one, hold on, uh, this one is from uh, Professor Black Truth. Shouts to him. I don't think I've shouted him out before. Shouts to him. Mm -hmm. I'm not trying to rip his stuff off, but dude does a lot of deep dives on stuff, and he, he does his thing. Now, I know people feel different ways about him, but this is an interesting, an interesting clip that he said, so. Now, when you hmm. take the people in the society who have the most money, the most privilege, and the least legal restrictions, and you feed them a phony white victim narrative, you're prompting them to use their privilege and immunity from law to commit violence. And that is a really big point. That is, and I'm not really down with Hotep brothers and all that stuff, but. Well, he's not, he's is, not a Hotep. I wouldn't consider him a Hotep. Okay, but, right, but yeah, but, but I mean, yeah, what he's you're, saying is you're exactly essentially right. telling them, you're essentially telling them, hey, like you're in danger, you've got to do something about it. Mm -hmm. And once again, we're looking at regular, everyday people that would just go into the store. And I, and, and I told you offline, I think about how many times I just run to the store and Nurse Olight wants to go with me all the time. He's four years old. So now I have to wonder, you know, because I've been, it's been swirling in my head. What do I do if I'm shot? He's not. What do I do? Like, what am, am I thinking to tell him to run? Do I try to hide him? What do I do? Out of just going to get juice. Ice cream. Yeah, you know, ice cream or anything. paper towels. They yeah. said uh, one lady was just going to pick up dinner. Just like the basic stuff, like, oh, yeah, oh, I forgot. They got a deal on such and such. Let me go pick up this. And that's it. And, and that's it. Now, on the flip side, I will say, because this gets into the protection side, mm -hmm. I don't know, because I know New York is really strict on <laughs> carrying. Well, hold up, hold really up. Before strict. we go there, before we go there, I, I got a few more points I got to make over here, too. But yeah. Because... um. You know, number one, a lot of people are going to try and put this toward gun control and all that stuff. And there are conversations to be had if you're bullshitting. All right. Yeah, this the isn't a gun control really issue. be had is to address the white supremacy and the anti blackness of the United States. And look, I got family that's LG LGBTQ. All right. My kid is non-binary and mixed race. I've been I've been with a white woman for 11 years. All right. Um, I, I I learned how to play video games and computer programming from a triplegic. All right. I get all the other all of the other uh, hell, my my adopted sister, my longest female friend has a very autistic son. Um, but this is a thing. All right. Um, all of those subjects of disenfranchisement are real. However, the level of anti all those other things do not come with the history and practice of violence that anti-blackness does. And I'm talking physical violence, um, <coughs> architectural violence, legislative mm -hmm. violence and mm -hmm. um um what was it it was um one other the thing that <clears throat> the thing that makes cities herd black people into into areas where they're building lead plants dumps 
chemical uh, processing uh, plants. Zoning. Yes. You have, you have zoning, you have education, you have financial terrorism that we're under. Yes. You, you know, you know, yeah, the financial terrorism as well. <clears throat> and you know, whenever people try and bring this stuff up, folks dodge the conversation of anti-blackness in this country, like Keanu Reeves in the fucking Matrix movies. <laughs> and the fact of the matter, you know, the <laughs> fact of the matter look, when anti-blackness come, <laughs> white people be like, no. <laughs> no, no, no. They're just like, no. what about the uh, indigenous people? What about what about LGBTQ? Women have always had it bad too. Um, yeah, America it, does not have a history of lynch mobs against women that aren't black, where they bring their children and have lunch beneath the dead body. All right. Um, they haven't done that. They haven't done that to handicapped people. They haven't yeah. done that to, I don't know, uh, Hawaiians, Pacific Islanders, Japanese yeah. people, Mexicans. What you name it, there has not been an attack on any other group like the attack on black people. With yeah. with violence, most specifically black men, because they understand when it comes to violence, you get rid of the men. You have no protection for the women. Women are usually hypersexualized in a violent way, but that's a whole nother conversation. Yeah. But, and that is not to mean that other yeah. attacks have not been done on other people. No, We're not talking to say longevity and consistency yeah. and re-fucking finement. All right. Yeah. Two of the worst governments in the history of the world or the history of Western civilization post the fall of Rome studied their methods from how the United States treats black people. I'm talking Nazi Germany and apartheid South Africa. They said, hey, that's a good way to do it. But, you know, let's tweak this just a little bit. You know, I mean, mm -hmm. seriously, the, the, the way the anti-blackness in the United States is a template for oppression across the entire planet. And we need to talk about that because... This level is how we get our Kyle fucking Rittenhouses, our George Zimmerman's, our, our, yeah. our, our chuckle fuck that went from Syracuse to, to, to Buffalo. I really want to make that clear. That is the distance, that is three quarters the distance between Los Angeles and Vegas or Los Angeles and San Fran fucking Cisco. Because what they say, they said it was like 200 and something miles. Yes. Like, so this dude, this dude drove, drove see, 200 hours. miles is going to run you about three, three and a half hours, something like that. So like this guy was, this, this guy made sure you knew what he wanted to do. And we're, we're already, like uh, someone in my chat said they're throwing up the word POC. And it's like. You see, you see the, you know, uh, Joe Biden, you know, uh, all of y'all folks, Joe Biden, you know what I'm saying? Y'all was like, we got to get Joe Biden. I remember being like, yo, man, I'm going to keep it real. I know he's not Trump, but I don't know if y'all should, you know, expect that anything great is going to happen. People were dancing in the streets and I was like, I don't know. <laughs> Here yeah. you go. Joe Biden came out, made a statement. I don't, I think, I barely think he even said the word black in the statement. This is, yeah. yet, yet and still, 
told you you weren't black if you didn't vote for him. So this is what I'm saying when it comes to persona, a.k.a. Trump, versus policy, a.k.a. Biden. Where, what you going to do? The, yeah. You I ain't, mean, you know we're what I'm not saying? left with a whole lot of other options. And um, I, I got I to gotta give a major shout out to uh, the dude on your thing, Kid at Heart, saying this brother is on, fi- this brother's on fire. My name is Solar my friend. Um, But I do try and keep a positive image. I do try and keep a positive, (laughs) upbeat thing. I try and stay positive and all of that stuff. But real talk, there is fury under here. Um, Before Nerd Soul went on, I had to explain all of the cities in the greater Los Angeles area that I have been handcuffed and searched and had my head slammed against cars and walls because I match the description. You know, it's actually funny because when I go down to Crenshaw, you know, a lot of brothers look at me and they're like, I don't know what's for what's for things that go good with Hennessy. And I'm like, man, I don't drink. I don't know. But I'm like, (laughs) don't let the smooth taste fool you. I am from the streets and (laughs) make a beat with this pencil. (laughs) Yo, that was classic. They took me back to high school. That was classic. (laughs) Yeah. And um, but the but the fact of the matter is, um. I, I try and aim my anger, all right? And the real talk is this country needs to grow the fuck up, all right? I understand that these things are uncomfortable. I understand that people don't want to sit with this stuff. But I always have to say, if you are this uncomfortable hearing about the lives that we live and the history that we had, how, I dare you to practice some empathy, and imagine what it's like for us to live it. Hearing about it makes you all. But when I wake up in the morning and I learn to appreciate the fact that my closet is full of cargo pants and turtlenecks because one, I, I, I love Shaft. But two, <laughs> um, but two, those are two of the most non-threatening articles of clothing a black man can wear. Okay, serious. I I don't wear sports gear, not just because I'm not really into sports, but if I'm wearing a Lakers jersey, I match the description. If I if I drive a car that's nicer than a moderately clean, um, like just a moderately clean Civic or Tercel or economy car, then I'm a drug dealer or it's stolen. You know, I cannot tell you how many times my girlfriend's over the years have been pulled over for non-registration while the cop was checking on her well-being and running my criminal record to make sure that she wasn't being kidnapped. All right. Real talk, you know, and all these things are super real. (laughs) Well, I'll say say this for you, Solar, so you don't have to worry. You you don't have wear whatever you want because it's not going to matter. Remember, who was the tennis player that was just hanging out? Outside of the hotel on his cell phone and he got beat down. Yeah. It don't matter. You can wear a suit. You can Bro. wear a hoodie. You can wear one of my you can most wear a favorite, trash bag. No, one of matter. my most favorite ones were the cops doing that type of thing to a black dude and he kept telling him, You are making a big mistake. You no, you are not you really need to stop doing what you're doing. And then they got his info and they talked their crap. They ran his numbers and it turned out that not only was he an FBI agent, but he was assigned to the federal task force to force out police corruption. <laughs> I'm just like, yeah, you chose poorly. 
But, but um, see, you shouldn't have to be that. No. You should, and I'll, he, one point on your empathy thing, let me tell you guys a secret about the moderate, well-meaning white person. The reason this makes, this, this makes them uncomfortable is not because they're really uncomfortable. It's because they enjoy white privilege. They love it. They lap it up. It's awesome. And they don't I, want it to change. I they can't don't. get down with I, I can't get down with you on that because well, I, I can't. Too many, I'm just gonna keep it real. I, yeah, no. You, you, I, if I you know ask too many, any of them but, to ask any of them about reparations, ask any of them about punishing police, ask no. any of them about any any real thing besides painting a street, and all of a sudden you get word salad and tap dancing. Well, truth, bro, and you know I'm out there in them streets talking to those people. Most of the folks that I talk to. Mm -hmm. um they don't enjoy it they don't lap it up most of them don't even know they're on the wrong side of history but what they do is they speak from the perspective of common education okay they too are victims of the anti-blackness that the system came down most of them think slavery ended jim crow was bad martin luther king came by now everything is cool look around and most of that is because most of them were isolated from the rest of the world in their suburbs or in their bad neighborhoods or in I'll, their trailer parks i'll you let know? you i'll let you have that i'm not going to give it to them but i'll let you have, i'll let you, <laughs> you give know. it to them i'm and, never going to that, give that's them the that. big There's thing too much information now, too many articles too many stories too many news reports too many there's too much internet no, they, that's true. They, they, they I, are not, not, look, they are I ain't not saying that the information has not been out there, but what um, I am saying is that they were cultivated with. I mean, I will say this: every, um, every older millennial white white person you're talking about mm -hmm. and older. They, they definitely live up to exactly what you're talking about. <laughs> uh, all the ones, like, I, I get that, all right? But when it comes to the people born around 75 and on, um, they come in two flavors. They don't care that things are bad, are really bad for other people because they are hyper-focused on their individual lives. Well, I had it hard, so why, why should I care about anybody else? But I have the conversations. Somebody was on me yesterday or the day before saying, why do I spend so much time reaching out to the unreachable? And the truth is because no one has a sign on whether or not they're unreachable. The information's out there, all right? There, uh, there's a... There's a... um. I can't remember the lady's name. I think it's Jane Elliott, but I can't remember her name. Uh, yeah, Jane Elliott. She did a test on just mm -hmm. general white people. Oh, yeah. These, these weren't learned white people. I know what you question just, you're going for on She this. said, raise your hand if you want to be treated like black people. No yes. one raised their hand. They know what's up. They know what's going on. No one's, no one's <laughs> ignorant. <laughs> they know. Yeah. Oh, no, no. I, they I know. They know that, that they can go out. Look, You've seen, I've seen numerous tweets about people saying like, um, uh, talking about January 6th being like, oh, well, I know I'm not going to get in trouble. Why do you know that? Why? <laughs> Why do you know? All right. They know. They know that. No, like, I'm I mean, don't get me wrong. I can understand. You can give it to them. I'm just letting you know that they know. It up. 
Now I'm commenting about them liking it and them lapping it up. Um, okay, maybe they don't lap it up. People, they just they, they just like spray it, it on. <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah, regular run of the mill white people. They don't like it. They just don't notice the bad. And um, dealing with as many as I have um, from Generation X and Millennials, Zoomers are a little different, but that's different. Um, they they know it's bad, but they feel powerless to go against it. And they fear that if they stand up for what's right, they'll be the next target. And this is where my grow the fuck up comment came in. I think back to Occupy Wall Street. Remember that fun little fiasco? <laughs> oh, man. Uh, I mean, uh-huh. I remember. Yeah, I remember. Yeah. When it came out, <laughs> I just laughed. I laughed really hard. Because I'm like, folks nowadays are afraid of two things. They're afraid of being labeled as bad. They don't want to be condemned. They call it being judged, but really they're afraid of being condemned because if they get judged and, and told that they're great people who don't have much to um, improve on, they go, oh, whoa, great. And they go along with their <laughs> well, that's awesome. whistle. But they're afraid of being condemned and they're afraid of taking an ass beating. All right. So when they got out there in protest, I'm like, yeah, this is going to last about six hours, you know. Um, but here's the thing. Uh, here, here is the thing. Um, I, too, am scared of taking a beating, but I'm willing to for what's important. All right. And the biggest thing on that is that these people, these Charlottesville marchers, these mass shoot shooters and all that stuff. I applaud the courage of their conviction. I ain't even super mad at them for what they do. All right. I'm, I'm really not. What I'm mad at, what the thing that gets on, it bypasses my entire circulatory system and goes, or yeah, my entire circulatory system, respiratory system, and neurological <laughs> system and goes straight from my last nerve is how much protection they get from the system and the society. Okay. Well, them being tragic kids while, while, you know, Tamira Rice or Philando Castile was called a thug, you know, I mean, look at, they can show the fact that Kyle Rittenhouse crossed state lines with a freaking gun and he didn't serve one day in prison while the central park five did 25 years and it turned out it wasn't even them well, you know man. the dude that said they should get the death penalty was made president of the united states well i mean and- let's let's speak about the current president right all right so current president comes through knows that the country is like hey policing gotta change it's gotta go be restructured reset button thrown out whatever we want reparations we want this, we want that, we want this, we want that. We got to have, we got, oh, we got to, well, we have to have a, a committee. We got to have a meeting and, oh, oh, well, you know, we got to, we got to talk about this. And, and you know, we got to, we got to study these things and you know, it's going to take time. We'll, we'll put it on the calendar. Meanwhile, Ukraine happens, not our business. Let's keep it, let's keep it a thousand, not our business, billions. No questions, no committees, billions. No questions, no committees. Now, let's go on to Afghanistan. That's bad, all right? 
That's something that started way, way before him. Bring him on over. And this was a lady in Massachusetts. And they were, they were uh, diverting funds, like, hey, we're going to give uh, these immigrants from Afghanistan money to get on their feet. And she was like, hey, this is cool. Uh, and I can't remember. She might have been the mayor. I can't remember who she was. But I think this was in Massachusetts. And she was like, but we got tons of homeless people that y'all always say we don't got no money for. And she was condemned. Like, she was condemned like yeah. she was crazy. And it's like, so this whole idea, like, they're blind, they don't see it. It's like, they, they see, they be trying to run out the clock. Every time you see, um, that time during um, pandemic, there was an Asian business, Asian business coalition, it's not the exact, but something like that, like the Congressional Asians Business mm -hmm. Activision Firm or something, I don't know, whatever. And they were like, hey, man, we need money because Asian businesses are failing because people don't trust their Asian businesses and whatever. 48 hours, they got billions of dollars. No committee, no question, no, how are you going to spend this money? None of that. They know. <laughs> uh, and again, yeah, um, our leadership and our system is all about the anti-blackness, you know. Back in 92. Yeah, I'm that old. Uh, back in I was 92, alive in 92. <laughs> uh, back in 92 during the Rodney King riots. All right. I think one of your um, one of your viewers were like, hey, man, where are you from? I'm from South Central L.A. And I'm talking the real South Central. We're talking N.W.A. We're talking Warren G. <laughs> we're talking, you know, when everybody was getting together, writing songs about self-destruction and stopping the violence. That is my childhood. Oh, you, you mean know. not South Los Angeles? No, no. Now they want to change it. Los now it's Angeles. South Los Angeles. I am not from Athens Park. I am from straight up South Central. All right. Um, you know, my cousin probably rolled with Nipsey back in the day. He was from Rolling 60s. She was from Avalon Gardens. Um, I took a bullet from Nine O's and I wasn't in gangs, <laughs> you know, um, and they were like, you know, you were talking about that buffer class. And I had to explain to someone that it's always been a joke. Look at any black comedian over like any black comedian posts the height of Richard Pryor. And they talk about you go to the hood, gun store, liquor store, gun store, liquor store, liquor store, liquor store, gun store, church, gun store, liquor store, gun store, liquor store, liquor store, liquor store, church, crack whore, liquor store, liquor store, crack whore. You know, I mean that and, you know, that was everything up, you know. Um, hell, I just I, I just helped produce a movie about Latasha Harlins, the 16 year old girl that got shot in the back of the head by a Korean store owner over some damn orange juice for which, nothing, by the way. Yeah. Which, by the way, was one block from my house. I knew Latasha. She thought I was a weirdo. And that same lady put guns on every kid in the neighborhood. And I had to explain just like Ice Cube song, uh, Black Korea. Um, from America must be destroyed. Um, these immigrants come over and they get federal aid. They, there's money for federal aid. They get business loans. They get housing loans. All right. And they set up businesses and they are the ones who own gun store, pawn shop, liquor store, liquor store, liquor store. And they don't employ the people that live here. They'll sell us poison. You know, I was able to buy cigarettes at 11 years old. I wasn't carded. I had a note. I could pay a homeless person 
you know, I had a note from my mama. I ain't lying. It literally was, please send me one pack of Benson Hedges Ultralight Menthol 100s and in different handwriting, one pack of Marlboro Reds. I mean, that, that's what elementary school was for me. Oh, right? boy. And, um, and the fact of the matter is they're selling us liquor and beer and cigarettes and there's drugs being sold on the corner that we didn't bring into the country. All right. No. And they would take this money and move to the suburbs. You know, our money was literally being exported out of the neighborhoods. But since for immigrants, they had aid. But for those of us born in Watts and Compton and Oakland and uh, Baltimore and the Bronx, it's an unsound business investment. And then when the riots happened and people were like, oh, man, why are they burning down their own stuff? We don't even own our own fucking houses. Yeah, you know, this, stuff, explore- this stuff ain't ours. Like, yeah, I remember, no. I remember <laughs> Keisha Bottoms was talking about um, Keisha Bottoms in Atlanta. She was like crying about the CNN building. I'm like, CNN ain't black owned. Like, what? what, 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 what? Yeah. What we yeah, care I about mean, that for? CNN, you know, the same CNN that be lying about black people all the time now. <laughs> yeah, let yeah, it burn. I mean, when I'm let in it die, destroy the past, yeah. kill it, let it die. Kylo <laughs> win this. Like, you know, let it die. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, when I'm in argument with bad faith actors, all right, serious bad faith actors, they're literally like, "Well, I don't, I, I, I work and I drive through these black." areas because and, and and i don't have anything because I, I i see some of their houses sometime and they got better tvs than me and they got better cars than me and i'm like shut your fucking mouth okay because the only reason that shoes and cars became an intrinsic part of black culture was because when we worked our asses off for decades we would go to the bank with down payments for homes and we would be denied but you know who did take our money car dealerships car dealerships took our cash all right car dealerships and shoe stores that's where our money was good was it good for anything that would last through generations like homes maybe at 20 percent interest you know was it good for colleges nah son we can't get high scores in colleges because our legislations don't clean up our air. So we got kids with respiratory problems and fucking mm-hmm. lead poisoning from the gasoline that was used until 1987, which, by the way, has the side effect of unchecked aggression. And, um, and then they cut the funding for our schools, not just our sports programs or our music programs or our art programs, but our fucking books. You know, I grew up in a school where our history books still uh, only went up to the Carter administration. Okay. This was 1984. <laughs> it had nothing about Reagan, nothing about Gorbachev. Matter of <laughs> fact, the schools in my neck of the woods didn't get books about the Berlin Wall falling until almost 2000. And speaking you know, of, uh, I had to pull it up because I couldn't remember who it was. Uh, speaking of that bank stuff you were talking about, Wells yeah. Fargo, yet again, got caught yet again, giving higher interest rates to black people than white people. Just this April. And they got caught like in 2016. Like 
they, they do this over and over and they're still allowed to operate. You want to know why? Because the system is set up for them to continue on. This is the same, these are the same banks that got that tarp bailout with money. Remember? Remember? You and, remember? Uh, I, I remember. <laughs> they're also remember the same that? banks that, that got the uh, the federal stipend for all, too big for to all of their tellers that their tellers and janitors didn't get, but they did do stock buybacks and, and bonuses for their CEOs. Remember that? Remember 2019 or remember 2020? I remember. Like they you know, just got in trouble again, but this is, so this is the game. So it's like, yeah, I had to stay in the hood because I couldn't move out. Because when I tried to move out, either real estate agents steer me out of those neighborhoods, or when I get to those homes, the sellers won't sell them to me, or when I get when I finally get a chance to speak to the escrow company, they price me out with the interest rate that they don't give when it's like for like that they don't give to white people. So once and again, guess what? I gotta mm -hmm. just drag myself back to the hood and just stay there. Maybe get and a new car, maybe just that, whatever. Yeah, and after all that, when we finally do get in, the local police are pulling us over every third day because they know people in the they know everybody in the neighborhood or we match the description or for some reason, though the realtor never told me, there have been a series of break-ins. You know? And I mean, and there's always there's always a vague crime happening when you get pulled over. Yeah, like, and I, I remember getting pulled over, and they were like, "We're looking for a black man in a Honda." I was like, "What is, is it like? A is it a Honda?" I was in a Honda Accord. I was like, "Is it a Honda Accord, or is it like a Civic? Is it a passport? A pilot?" I started listening. <laughs> I was like, "Prelude, Civic, CRX." But and he yeah. was—you could see his face. He was like, "He was like, shut up! I pulled Bro. you over because you black. Now stop asking questions." Yeah, like, seriously. Like, um, but I was like, uh, Honda? Like, that's it? I was like, was it green? I was like, because <laughs> like, I'm like, uh, and I mean, not to be disrespectful, but I was like, I was like, was it green? Because if it's not green, then it's not me. So yeah, I can I mean, go. Seriously, or if it's, or if it's a passport, bro. then it's not me because I can go. Yeah, no, seriously <laughs> speaking, I. One of the many, many times I found myself in handcuffs with my legs crossed on the freaking curb while they checked to see who I was. This was outside of Long Beach City College. Okay. And oh, okay, this is okay, important. I know area. Yeah, this, this is important because it is in the city of Lakewood. Now, Lakewood was in the news um, one time <laughs> for something that they got caught for, but it never stopped. Lakewood, California has a massive problem with rape. Okay, not sexual assault, not any of that stuff. No, we talking straight up. She says, no, he say that's a funny word, rape. All right. And most of the people that do it, there was, um, you guys can Google the spur posse. Um, these were kids at Lakewood High School, predominantly white. And these were bros that would rape girls, keep records and assign points to them. All right. Now I have to point that out because as I'm sitting on the ground handcuffed, um, with my legs crossed and they're talking about taking my shoes because I wear big boots. Primarily, I wear knee-high boots because I'm flooding most of the time. Fun fact. Uh, but um, uh, but the fact is, they say I match the description of a crime. And I'm looking around and I am seeing 40, 
50, 60, no exaggeration, white male college students all dress the same. And I'm betting dollars to donuts that each of them match the description of a violent criminal. Yet my happy ass is the only one in cuffs, you know? Oh, man. And I had the nerve to be waiting on Carson Street for a bus. Okay. Our, that was my I, crime. I, my crime was waiting for my friend to come out. I'm pulled out. I'm slammed on the hood then sat on the ground and in cuffs waiting because there's a man in this area with a shotgun. And I was right. like, is he tall? Is he short? <laughs> is he skinny? Is he fat? Is he dark skinned? Is it light skin? I'm I'm doing their yeah, work. You, you know, you end up playing like the most dangerous game of guess who ever. Does he like, have a mustache? Is I was he like, there's a guy. There's, like, there's a guy. There's a guy with a shotgun. I was just like, well, it's not me. I was like, <laughs> I was like yeah, I don't have yeah, a shotgun. I mean, you have me out the car now. You yeah, see I no. Mean, you see no shotgun. Right. Which, and what do you want me speaking, to do? My favorite one, Culver City. Okay, on Overland. Oh, not Culver Boulevard. City. Oh, not, yeah, Culver not Sony City. City. Oh, Culver City. Sony uh, arrested I'm you. working. I, I was I, I I was part owner of a coffee shop on Overland and Culver, and um, I only had my motorcycle permit at the time, and this is important because with a motorcycle permit in the state of California, you cannot ride at night or with a passenger. Okay. So I closed out the coffee shop and I lived in the Valley. So I'm talking 20 miles North on the other side of the Hills, um, in the barrio. And, um, but my best friend, um, lived about mile and a half away from the shop. So I close up the shop. I put on my motorcycle jacket. I pop on my MP3 player and I'm just singing to Ray Charles and I'm walking down the street, you know, minding your business. Minding my business. And then I see a police officer pacing me in a car. And growing up in the hood, you are used to the police spotlight when you're walking down the street because they shine the police spotlight. You look over at them and then you walk any direction other than toward them. And that's suspicious behavior. And it's caused to be pulled over. So I'm just like, la, 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 la. I got woman way over town with me, mm -hmm. you know, and I go into the 7-Eleven on the corner of Overland and Palm. Google it. And I buy myself. Okay. Okay. I know where you at. I know where you <laughs> yeah. at. And this, this, this police officer has followed me from Culver Boulevard to Palm Avenue. And I go Hold in, on, from Culver to Palm. Yes. And wow. And I walk in. The, he been he been following you for a minute because no, yeah. Okay. All right, to so, give people an idea, that's probably about that's about a mile, mile or two. Uh, three quarters of a mile. About okay. Three quarters okay. of a mile. It just and, seems um, longer because of traffic. Yeah. And um, I walk in, and this was back when Hostess was doing this thing where they put three cupcakes in a little bundle. So I got myself. One of those things of cupcakes and a 20 ounce bottle of Mountain Dew. Okay. I didn't even come out with liquor. Didn't even come out with cigarettes. I came out with cupcakes and soda. No right? drugs. <laughs> and at that particular point, they flashed their lights 
And the cop says to me, and I quote, you know, so I says to Mabel, I says, no, uh, the cop says to me, and I quote, um, I know it wasn't you, but you match the description of someone who committed a sexual assault. And I've got the victim in the car and we're just going to put the lights on you so that she can identify that it wasn't you. Whoa, right? whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> now, I am not a lawyer. <laughs> Before I even get started, and I don't I know very little when it comes to California law, but I am sure you can't do this. <laughs> I'm well, sure here's the thing. I'm sure if, if a lawyer was present, they would have been like, out of here. This was before G my brother graduated GTFO law school. With anyway, yeah. So, and again, if I change direction, that's suspicious behavior. And since he was in front of me, I couldn't keep walking because I may have accidentally bumped into him, which counts as assault. And I, and I look over him and I'm like, so, you know, it's not me. Yeah. But what happens if she doesn't know that it's me? And he's like, well, she, she probably won't. So I'm sitting with my hands on the freaking on, on the freaking hood of the cop car. And they got all these lights shining on me so that I can't see who's in the back seat, if anyone at all. They drop my damn cupcakes on the ground and then they let me go. Because, of course, yeah, it, I'm like, what is the description? And I swear to God, I've been thinking about writing a comedy script about this because I see the cop going, oh, well, he was six feet tall wearing a motorcycle jacket and has dreads yeah yeah that's that's that's, that's almost what he did but he said <laughs> tall black man with dreads wearing a motorcycle jacket i'm like well i guess i do match that description let's get this uh, let's get this fuck over with this and is again, the, this is the most this is the most apt description an officer has ever gave i'll let you know that but sure yeah. let her look and now and so <laughs> after after it was confirmed that I that it wasn't me, I asked the officer, since in my head, I'm like, you seem like a good sport. Officer, may I ask where this particular um, sexual assault took place? And he said, yes. He said, <clears throat> Overland Boulevard and Santa Monica Boulevard. That's four miles in oh, the man. direction in which I was walking. Yeah, you so can't. So I'm like, let me get this straight. You're thinking, because I matched the description, that I was going to sexually assault someone, drive all the way across town, get off of my vehicle or out, uh, off of my motorcycle or out of my car, and then walk back toward the crime scene and think, you know what? I think I'm going to get some cupcakes and a Mountain Dew on the way for round two. It's nothing like a a, a, a post <laughs> a post R meal like cupcakes. I mean, yeah, I mean, anyway, back 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 to the to the you know, to the 18 year old boy at hand. Well, yeah, and and this is well, this is the thing I'm talking about. Um, now that was a situation where I did what I was told. I said, yes, sir. No, sir. All that stuff. But here's the thing. I was almost in jail for the rest of my life for looking like someone who committed a crime. Okay. Where all around me are people who look exactly like folks who commit crimes every day that go about their lives 
regularly. And when I talk about this, people are like, you know, oh, no, well, you know, you're just being a little dramatic. And I'm like, don't gaslight me. Yeah, all right. Man. I will let you guys know, especially all you Deckers out there. By the way, yes, this is the Tuesday night meeting down by the docks that I talk about every week. Uh, <laughs> um, but, um, you know, I stay positive and I try and stay understanding of people's places because I believe that the only way that we can fix any of this stuff is by showing everybody how screwed we actually are. And then we have to take care of the most important and most grievous injuries first. All right. Uh, when I talk to white people about reparations, they're like, well, I do. And I'm like, hold up, hold up, hold up. Stop, 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 stop it. Okay. We're not saying the reparations are good. You're going to be sent a bill for $36,000. We're saying take some of that tax money that you are already paying. And instead of using it to give a tank to the police department, we put a community center in the neighborhood that have after school programs for art and music. We are talking taking that money that you already pay and opening up mental health facilities and drug treatment centers in these neighborhoods that you're afraid to go to after dark. Well, hold We're on. After, yeah. after direct cash payments, all right? That's, that's another thing because that's that's, that's, that's a there. trick bag. That's yeah, a trick no, no, bag. No, no, no. You know what I mean? Um, I'm not. Biden I'm will not be like, "Oh, reparations is payment. free college." No, like, I'm no. not. Look, I I ain't denying that direct cash payment. I'm like, you know, when I talk about that direct cash payment, I'm like, look, if you were here, if your family is has been in this country for over 150 years. That means they probably got help from the Fair Deal. They got help from the Homestead Act. They got helped um, with Levittowns and the GI Bill. All of those things were denied Black families, okay? And these Black families were paying taxes. So your grandparents cashed in. My grandparents weren't denied. Now, when your, parent, your grandparents cashed in, they were able to hold on to property to send your parents to college. They were able to hold on to property to pass houses down over and over through the generations. Okay, where my where my grandparents were herded into areas that had street sweeping that stopped, that had our tax money went to your schools, but we had to go to our schools. And it's time to pay that up. And again, we wouldn't be asking you to pay any more than you're already paying. But yeah. We would be getting money and you would not. But that's just so that we can catch up with you. And, and also, I and did not, not hear you talking about it. I did not hear you complain about any money to Afghans coming in, to Ukrainians. I did not hear about mm. any complaints. A good so amount of all them of do. A sudden, so <laughs> now, a good amount of them do. I'm talking about the level to which, yeah, there's sprinkles. Of course, there'll, there'll always be some sprinkles of conversation. Are you talking like you, the mainstream media and leadership I'm talking, and stuff like that? I'm talking okay. about the mainstream push against reparations. I'm talking about Bernie Sanders pretending like he doesn't know what reparations are when he's asked about it. I'm talking about that type of stuff. Okay. Like, like, of course, there might be a couple of people down the block that are like, hey, man, I don't like that. That's, that's wrong. I'm talking about the concerted media push against reparations for black people, yet when money is given 
anywhere else. It's just like, oh, you know, you know, they gave money over there, you know. Uh, next in sports, you know, LeBron James dunked on somebody. Like, that, like that's it. Like, there, there's no other discussion about it. It's just like, oh, yeah, yeah, that's what we do. All right, cool. You yeah. Know, so, you know, I have mean, a good day, like, guys. Yeah. And it's like, you know, when I bring this stuff up, I'm like, you know, you're saying it's not fair. It's not fair. It's not fair. Well, you tell me this. Do the people of Greenwood, Oklahoma, did they get a fair deal? Did Central Park get a fair deal that did did um, Buffalo and Watts and Compton and all and Oakland and all the places that first had white flight and then had a removal of infrastructure for street sweeping schools, grocery stores um, and home ownership? Did they have it fair? You know, you're saying that you're mad because you don't get more and we're mad because we don't have as much. And then when we get as much, it gets taken away from angry people who are mad that some of us might have more than them. I'm like, this is history, dude. And when I approach them like that, a lot of them tend to listen. It's slow going. It is slow. (laughs) Um, But the fact of the matter is I'm still I'm still super angry at the way this stuff is going. Cause again, the dude left a note. This is why I did it. And if I get away with this, I'm going to a church next time. Like real talk, this chuckle fucks manifesto said specifically that he targeted that store based on its zip code because that zip code had the highest amount of black people in it. Now I'm not mad that he did that. I'm not. That was actually a pretty clever piece of investigative work. I am mad that zip code can be used to find out where all the black people are. You know, we're 14% of the population, but we're in one area. You know, my girlfriend is Jewish and she is very, very scared for Israel because the planet, like the cultures of the planet have never really liked Jews. And her fear is the Magneto Genosha problem where you get the majority of Jews in Israel and then the people that don't like Israel will freaking bomb the place. <laughs> and in America, it's been, we don't like black people. So we're going to put them all in these areas, in these neighborhoods, in these schools. And they don't drop nukes on us, but... For some reason, crack got in. For some reason, there's more police. For some reason, there's fewer necessities like well, yeah. housing, post, healthy food. Post the era where they did bomb towns, where they mm-hmm. did flood towns, where they would level neighborhoods and create your favorite park in America. Right. Like, yeah. <laughs> this is post that era. Yeah. I guess they're being nice now. <laughs> this, this is post that era. But yeah, you're right. He's like, yo, I'm going to do this. And if I don't get arrested, guess what? I'm going to do more. That's that energy that is like we're all just trying to trudge through. And I wanted to to ask you this because there's been people saying, okay, well, nobody's talking about it on the timeline. Nobody's doing this. We need something to do. What are the solutions? And... Outside, of, I mean, Keithan brought up something. I'm going to reference his statement um, in a second. But we are strapped with not many options. Like, many people will say, well, it's a voting year. Voting is coming up. 
no, none, not one person on any ballot, at least in my area, is even interested in any black issues. Speak up wherever, wherever y'all are in the chat. Let me know if the people in y'all area, if you got someone in your area is like, yeah, black people are being treated like this. I want to push this legislation. It's just not happening. So, okay, we All can't right. do the vote route. Okay, well, if we march and protest, then we're called either crybabies or, or we're, um, or we're, or no, we're uh, uh, terrorists or we're, yeah, or we're terrorists, called terrorists or we're, no. or we're, um, we're uh, vandals or something. So, okay, fine. We can't do that. Then, um, then it's like, uh, all right, well, let's, like Keith had said, uh, economics. Well, you know what? We'll buy black. You know what I'm saying? We'll, we'll, we'll circulate the dollar. We'll buy black. We'll give to black creators. We'll buy um, black products, black comic books, black, you know, T-shirts. You know, we'll, we'll work with those brands. Maybe uh, if they're making hair care products or, or skin care or, or, you know, toothbrushes or whatever. You know, there's tons of, tons of links. Even in this, count, in this video down below, there's links to black-owned companies. Mm -hmm. But then what will happen is they'll say, Oh well, you're being you're being financially racist because I've heard that term online. So what? Financially <laughs> racist. So so I'm you sorry. Can't do anything. Huh? Then when you say okay, this happened in New York, where gun laws are extremely stringent, but we should find out a way in every locality where you can carry because there have been many people saying that. It's probably wouldn't have happened in Florida or Texas because of, and even back home and where I'm from in Virginia, when I went back last summer, I was going into a store. She just, she was uh, across like the parking lot going to, uh, going into Popeye's. She had a, she had a joint on her hip, but at the same time, it's no different than anything else. This is your protection. I'm not pulling it out and using it unless I need to. So, but right. if you buy it, then, oh, you're crazed. And you're wild, and you too violent. Well, oh, keep whoa, in whoa, mind, hold up. A black they person opening it. and carrying is a their reason rights. for cops to draw and shoot. All right. Yes, but but <laughs> in those in those locales, you can ask people in Texas. That stuff doesn't happen like that. Like um, now, they they'll usually ask you for your permit, but it doesn't. People carry in those locales. People carry pretty. I guess regularly, if that was the term. But okay. the thing is, if you do and you want to, then all of a sudden you're dangerous. You're crazed. Why do you need it? You so, but they never ask these questions to the boys uh, starting up their militia. And see, they never and ask that, that. It's, and it's, that they're right just there. exercising yeah. their rights. And that right there is what I'm talking about when it comes to the anti blackness in this country. Okay. Um, uh, I had therapy today <laughs> and I was talking to my therapist about this. And this is a thing that I'm always trying to educate people on because here's the thing. It ain't on us to fix this. It is not on the black community True. to fix this because we are not the fucking problem. Um, this is on white people because if black people had the power and the pull to fix it, we would have by now, you know, um, but the thing is, and this, this is a really big thing. All right. Um, as you guys know, I study quite extensively and 
I've studied the Constitution for a bit. I mean, I'm no Supreme Court justice, but it turns out I'm, I'm more qualified than three of them. And in the Bill of Rights or the preamble, it says we the people of the United States. But when you look into anthropology, all right, anthropology is very clear on the fact that people or persons are not a natural state of affairs. It is a, a position of status within a civilization. Mm. This is important because we get all this mixed up crap when people talk and they like to hide behind the constitution. And I'm sorry, but when the constitution was written, no person of color, Native American, um, Asian, especially black and oh yeah, women, they were not people. All right. Not even the poor were people. Rich land owning white men were people. White men could become people one day. They could one day work and build up enough wealth to own land and become the people. Okay. But remember, the three fifths compromise was about controlling the, the electoral college and stuff like that. And we were counted as three-fifths of people for the purpose of um, population majority. And this is a big thing, okay? Because we went on to this whole idea that everybody born in America is a person with inalienable rights, but we never addressed the fact that people had a very narrow definition, the word people, the, the concept of personhood had a very, very, very narrow window for qualification. And though we said different things over the course of time, we have not rectified that because the Supreme Court has never, ever, 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 ever had to meet up to make a decision on whether people are people, okay? What it was whether non-people counted as three-fifths of people. The Supreme Court has never, ever, 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 ever had had to say that people can do what they want with their own bodies, okay? Because women weren't included in that stuff too. Well, let me me tell you, all right? Yeah. The day is saved, okay? Huh? I'm just letting you know that the day has been saved because I don't know if you know, but Katanji, Katanji's in there, all right? And she's going to solve everything, all right? It's a slam dunk. It's all over, all right? Didn't you say (laughs) the same thing in 2008? Ladies and gentlemen, (laughs) we got him, all right? Hey, Katanji Katanji Brown-Jackson, all right? Look, hey, look, it's over. We got this. Oh, look, anything going to be all right. I mean that's I mean that's what they told us. If you watch the yeah. news, they but made see, it seem. If you saw Cory Booker doing his his uh, Shakespeare performance, you would have thought, "Hey, it's yo, it's just around the corner, y'all." Yeah, just, and just wait a second. Wait for your, <laughs> wait for your Katanji change, yeah. right? It's and um, yeah, and you know what? We're gonna have some Katanji hope with that too. So you know, but the whole but the point that I'm getting to here is that. 
The majority of the political power and economic power, which is the white middle class in this country, has got to realize that they too have been lied to, that they are barely people and the rest of us aren't. Because as long as they operate under everybody's a person, I don't see color, everybody's equal, what are you complaining about? They will not act. And I will tell you, history has shown us when white middle class people get pissed off, we get union jobs, we get the New Deal, we get Social Security, we get an interstate highway system. All right. But they only stand up for themselves and trying to convince them to stand up for us. That ain't never going to fly. It never has fly. But if we can show them <laughs> that they're just like us, <laughs> you know, then they will get mobilized. And truth. And this is not me being a conspiracy theorist. This is literally just me pointing out history. When Martin Luther King was talking about black people needing their rights. There were a few beatings. There was some jail. There was some bad press. Okay. As soon as he talked about middle-class white people getting screwed because we're all getting economically screwed, blam. When Malcolm X was saying by in, through any means necessary, whole lot of bad press, a couple of beatings, a lot of jail time. But as soon as he started saying that the middle-class people in this country are no different from black people. And we need to look at everything as it is and see that everybody who's not super rich and in charge is being taken advantage of blam. As soon as Abraham freaking Lincoln or Kennedy talked about uniting everybody because, um, because, um, you know, the poor have it bad and the middle class ain't that far from being poor, blam, you know? And that tells me, that doesn't rob me of my hope because I'm of the mindset of if voting isn't important, then people wouldn't fight so hard to make sure that you can't, okay? If the idea that the quiet middle-class white people that want to be left alone and can't believe that it's really like this for people realize that it is like this and they are next or as george carlin says it's a giant club and you ain't in it oh yeah then he died <laughs> as soon as they realize that in mass then we will get not change but improvements you know but as long as these um, Nazi-based chuckle bastards like um, Tucker Carlson and, and Sean Hannity are the ones that are talking to them the loudest and the most often, then this, uh, this is only going to get worse. You know? Now, uh, no one, nobody comes through and says, I'm not interested in changing their hearts. Uh, and I, I, I kind of, I, I think we, I think we've, I, I see where you're going because we done sang, we done prayed, we done held hands. But uh, says, apply the pressure collectively, demand a single issue, or don't vote Democrats and any black leader vote against them. Uh, I'm, I'll say this. We, it is voting time. Please scrutinize that ballot. Please scrutinize Please, yeah. those people. Scru I mean, down to the last. If they, if, they, if they replace black with POC, 
gotta go. If they if they pretend like, oh, there's nothing wrong with police, they gotta go. If they just mm-hmm. scrutinize them as well stringently as you can. Now I can't well, tell you who to vote for, funny you but I will that, say cause... you need to scrutinize these people because when you see them separate or trying to like join in, they'll be like, oh, people of color, oh, people of color aren't aren't experiencing this. I need some because Kamala already said, "Am I going to do something just for black people?" No. Gets in office, <laughs> two things just for Asians, one thing just for Afghanistan, <laughs> one thing just things just for Ukraine. It's all good. Okay, so- <laughs> you know what? At least she was honest. I mean, I'm in sure. a I'm in a weird spot because you know, moving back into the house that I grew up in, I'm back in Maxine Waters' district, and oh. Maxine, oh, she's you know full what? of it. I, I can't say that. I've watched her on the ground my whole life. And she is that one that's been fighting the battle for a long time, but she's been the only one out there. Um, yeah. you know, but she's so been she's called tired. out enough in the last couple of years that it might be over for her. She needs to it might be. She needs to it move aside. Be. She needs to move aside. She's done. This is you not know, a career thing. She yeah, needs and, to be gone. And real and, talk, you know, I I wish I wish Stacey but then there's Abrams nobody to, to replace LA. her that's the thing yeah like there's nobody and that's so yeah that that's the whole thing so it's like so, the devil you know or the devil you don't is like yeah i mean look there is no easy solution and as far as um no one nobody is saying um you're talking about uh not changing their hearts and minds and apply pressure and all that stuff look i'm talking that methodology can be talked about later Okay, but the core problem is that the majority of the real power in this country is stagnant. And um, the other the other word I'm thinking of apathetic. Okay, Um, now, if they're forced to see how bad everybody else has it, you know what? That's what the unions did. (laughs) The unions got out there and they fought and they bled against the Pinkertons, the local police, the National Guard. That's what they that's what they had to do. All right. But the fact of the matter is they're the ones that have to mobilize. And I'm sorry to say the Republicans and the Trump supporters and all that stuff, they know this. They have those people mobilized because they know how to piss them off and make them feel like victims with stuff that isn't happening at all. My whole thing on the, on the left, you know, my whole thing as a black person and as someone who wants everybody's grandma to have access to health care and their meds, I'm saying piss off those people about what's really going on. You know, Um I'm not really one for that level of violence, not because I'm a peaceful man, but because uh, once the cork of violence has been popped, the only solution long-term is complete Machiavellian genocide. And now, there's no there's no saying on that because it, it that, will require a genocide and erasure of history. Yeah. With that said, could the could the argument be made? That 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 doorway to violence has already been opened. We're just continually trying to do the "we shall overcome" thing and smile about it. And and I'm not I'm not saying that we should run to the streets, but I'm also saying, or at least asking the question: this idea that if we do something, we're opening the doorway to violence, where it's like, 
No, this thing's already been opened. Now we're just trying to live with it? No, 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 no. Um, No, when it comes to that doorway to violence being opened, look, I will say this. Um, I'm not one for walking through that door, but I am one for disemboweling and skinning the people that walk through it toward me. I am all about defending ourselves. You know, like, again, I grew up in gangland. I wasn't going out and starting something, but nobody came into my house. You know, on my block, there was one bad thing that happened to somebody and everybody on the block, since it was mostly old people that came here from the South, they came out with shotguns, handguns, semi-automatics. I had a whip in my hand. My brother had a machete. My mom had a machete. <laughs> we were ready. We were ready to do some Hills Have Eyes stuff on people, but we weren't going out there and looking. All right. I'm saying hit back if you got to hit back, you know, but what I'm also saying is this. Um, the information machine is against us. It really is. It's, yeah. it's saying that we Things are, are changing. The, the wheels stuff. turn slow, but they are changing because we do yeah. have now and we have Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, Snapchat, right. TikTok, whatever. So there are outlets of people speaking and bringing up black issues, bringing up black news that's going on that usually gets either sidelined or, or forgotten about. You yeah. Know? So the fact of the matter is um, if it takes something to open up the eyes of the people to um, see what actually goes on, that's what I'm talking about, you know, because yeah, um, it's this is not something that I see will happen in my lifetime. This is a tree that I'm trying to plant that I know I will never see the shade from. OK, um, and I'm already tired and I'm only 45. All right. But when we're talking about that long term change, not just the shift of power back and forth and back and forth, just everybody be all right. Two cars in every garage and a chicken in every pot. For everybody. Not a chicken you know, in every pot, though. Rec yeah, recognizing that if you are in this country, you are a person, a person that has rights and dignity and, you know, the right to live your life and raise your kids to be a contributor to the world, or if not a contributor to the world, at least someone that doesn't bring violence and hatred and mayhem. You know, because that's where we get our scientists. That's where we get our people that do food stuff. You know, um, the the real talk, you know, because the information machine is still out there doing everything it can to deny people that look like you and I, especially black men. It's a long list of people, but at the top of it are black women and right under black women are black men to deny these people the status of person as long as we're thuds or thugs and harlots and charlatans and all of these things it's okay to treat us terribly and we need to get the people to say that just like you everybody's people okay and people deserve to be able to raise a family working 40 hours a week, regardless of what job they have. People should be able to have access to health care. People should be able to walk down the damn street and man, not have to worry about joke, somebody taking their lives. You know, like 
it there's a there's a couple things. I'll go back to because thinking about what we can do now, because no one nobody is throwing up like, hey, look, the you know most most of us aren't prepared for like an actual like you know like a like like a gunfight or something like that. And you know we need We're to not. apply pressure. We need to apply pressure. You know, uh, you know politically and in in all honesty. There is an argument to be made about that pressure in uh, no one's favor because no, uh, what was it, 2020, they were like, oh, well, uh, Minnesota is like this, it's just like this. Well, a couple things burned. All of a sudden, laws got changed. We didn't have to go to the ballot box. Mm-hmm. So, so, yeah, apply pressure. Now, do you have to burn everything? No, maybe you don't have to burn everything all the time. But maybe if you got that, that, that lighter in the back pocket, <laughs> look, I'm not... I'm not saying y'all need to burn some stuff. But I will say this. In history, when people have to fix the problem instead of the government fixing the problem, things burn. And that's historical. Yeah. So you have that. Then Keithan says, you know, economics. You know what I'm saying? Because it's like, that's something that we can, we can control. Like, I can buy a black product. Like, like I, uh, I was talking to somebody. I was talking to Keith from Blurtish. Because uh, somebody, somebody was on um, Facebook yapping their gums about yeah. uh, I meant black, to invite him to this barbershop. <laughs> uh, uh, black uh, black creators not supporting black comic books and stuff like that. And I sent him a screenshot of my Kickstarter and I was like, show me one project that isn't a black creator. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, I was like, yo, like, I put my money where my mouth is. I was like, so we, yes, we do need to, we do need to do that because that's, that's something that we can control. Like, you know what I'm saying? That's something, and like I say, I got links down below, but like, that's something we can't control. We can't control how we vote. And when I say how we vote, please study these people. They send you the stuff in the mail. Like, I, I got the stuff in the mail. I'm sure you got it wherever your locality is too. They send you like that little newspaper looking kind of book. And it's like whoever's voting and all that stuff. Like, look up those people. Look at a couple of interviews. If they say some funny style stuff, don't vote for them. Like, Check scrutinize their voting those record. People. Yes, check their records. And I'd say, if you're not going to vote for any people, I understand, but at least make sure to vote for your measures. And they might be called different things in your town, but yeah, basically- Yeah, measures, propositions, um, like yeah, what propositions, stuff are you voting to put on the ballot? Or you know, what, like, what are you going to do you're voting the park, for? Or what are you going to do with the schools? Or what are you going to do yeah. with the, the, uh, the train? What are you going to do with the bus line? Like those kind of things. Definitely vote on those. Yeah. Um, now, of course, the cult of personality happens, but I'd say at least measures and propositions, those are super important because yeah. that's kind of independent of someone's like cult of personality. And then I'd say right after that, judges, man, judges, because they front like they don't legislate from the bench, but they do, especially in the South and Virginia, man, look, so scrutinize these judges after that, maybe the sheriffs are super important. Villanueva here, and, yo. So, but yes, yo. like, yeah. so I probably and say measures, judges definitely, mm-hmm. sheriffs, and then like you know all the people that be doing nothing on Capitol well, Hill. I guess no, you could get start with later. your city council. Seriously, start with your city council. Oh, well, city council, yeah, that you have direct things to. But my big thing is this. All right, um, we all got. A few white friends. Some are more down than others. I start with the ones who are more down and I do teach them how to ask deeper questions, you know, 
Because the biggest problem with this country on every single thing, on every department from every demographic is that we do not think deeply enough about stuff. We tend to go, well, that happens because of this end of conversation. Okay. I've started taking to asking the question when I'm talking to people, are you stating that fact to open the conversation or to shut it down? Um, Because again, I, I, I lurk in a lot of conversations because I don't argue with people publicly anymore. That's just for show. And um, I see people saying, well, it's not my fault that they made bad choices. And I'm like, okay, what bad choices specifically did they make? You know, challenge every single one of these people when you talk to them. Um, you know, that that show Fires Burning Everywhere, you know, that, uh, that is yeah. actually a decent, not a good, just a decent example hmm. of how to have these discussions. You know, don't let them just say this is where it ends and that's the end. I point out people all the time when they're like, oh, well, solar just doesn't like cats wrong and don't tell me what i like you know don't tell me what i like don't tell me what i'm thinking do you not understand how racist that is and that's how they work they gotta tell you they gotta tell you what you want it's like hey man we want to punish police they need to be punished at a level higher than the average citizen because they have a higher position in society now you know what you really wanted to do is just write on the street yeah, um, you see what I mean? <laughs> and, and yeah. So it's like, all right, hold up. You're saying what I really want. Are you in my fucking head? You do not tell me what I want with a subject that I am talking about. Mind your business, shut your mouth and stop being a racist moron, you know, and. When I go off on people like that, some people are like, man, you don't have to be so harsh on them. And I'm like, oh, I'm sorry. Would you rather I say, please, please, please allow me to have my own thoughts. Please allow me to feel and think what I think instead of you telling me what I think because I'm so stupid and I'm so uneducated that I don't know what I'm feeling and what I'm thinking, sir. And they're like, all right. Or here it is. They'll give you a candidate. They'll give you a candidate, right? And mm-hmm. they'll be like, all right, check it. Here's your black candidate. Yo, man, y'all should be happy. You know what I'm saying? Go vote for him. And you're like, all right, cool. This is our candidate. Well, um, let's let's uh, look through their record. Don't do that. But, but, I mean, that's what we're supposed to do. Don't worry about it. They'll be like, all right, Clarence well, Thomas hey, I, I, found out, I found out they did this. Uh, well, you, you hate black people. You hate black women. You hate black men. You hate black LGBT something. Just it's like no. I just I asked because they did this thing, and I was just asking why they. Uh, I just want to know real quick. Yeah, why, and that's why the they other did part. <laughs> you want to know how tokens and Uncle Tom are fought? It's by watching their actions and remembering that that skin folk ain't necessarily kin folk. No, you know. And Clyburn you gotta know. go. I Clyburn gotta go. Honestly, <laughs> the only people I can think that need to stay are Ilhan Omar, Abrams, Porter, and that's about it. Those are the only ones that come to my head. Yeah, and you know? for at least the old guard, the people that I'm I'm for term limits anyway. So that's that's a whole other <laughs> it's never gonna be look, hey, y'all should be able to be there just as long as a president, and then that's it. I'm also for age caps on the on the uh Supreme Court too. Like, all right, you've been a, you've been a, uh, in the Supreme Court this long, and you're this age. You gotta go. 
Oh, honestly, no, you got you got to go. I'm because tell you I something think that's I think all real. levels of our government should represent the people that are in our in in the governed within. And, yeah, you mean within and everybody their is not and everybody is not 60, 70 years old, 50 years old. They're not. Everyone isn't. Bro, I will so, tell you, honestly, you know what I really want for the legislative branch and the judicial branch? I want means testing. I'm saying that mm. our leadership should not have any worth higher than 20% below the national average. <laughs> I am dead serious. If they are making a minimum wage for their for their area, then they will legislate properly. Because um Good point. you know, if they have to let like um one of the only only senators that I think is almost doing it right is Cory Booker. You know, he at least lives in his district, you know. Yeah, but I will say that. Now, yeah, homie be getting performative, but yeah. homie homie acted like he couldn't do too much for the George Floyd stuff. But, yeah, but at least he talk, lives in his district. His yeah, baby steps. And real talk, if I had my druthers, every legislator wouldn't just live in their district. They would get a two-bedroom apartment in the worst part of their district. That is where I'm sitting. Man, and a minimum wage salary. Yeah, and a minimum wage salary. And street lights be starting to work all of a sudden, you know? Yeah, and that's kind of my point. Somebody cut the grass in the park today. (laughs) Yeah, because um, the reason that these places have gone straight to hell over the course of the past 50 years is because the people in legislative power don't represent the people that they're legislating the only people who are starting to understand that right now are in arizona you know they're the only ones who are starting to really get that in the way that the disenfranchised sector specifically black people have understood it for decades because the democrats that voted for Kristen cinema did not get what they voted for (laughs) and they're going hold (laughs) on Everything that we want, she's saying no to. So they're talking about not putting her back on the ballot at all, at all. Like she will not be able to run for reelection. And they're suing Arizona to try and make sure that she's not being put on the ballot at all, which means if she switches party, she still can't be on the ballot. That is how pissed off they are. And truth is, if the black, if, uh, if, the black area started doing that with our representatives, including the Congressional Black Caucus. You are not immune from my ire. Oh, you mean um, the Congressional Black Useless Caucus? That, okay. You, you know, think that since at least in the in the modern in the modern age of policing, and what I'll say is say from 2010 to now, I won't even go back. And, the Congressional Black Caucus has been quiet on so many things. It's not even fun. They might as well not even be the Congressional Black Caucus. They're just like they're just like some people that happen to be in Congress because they don't yeah. do anything for Black issues. It's it's the you know what the Congressional Black Caucus is the Rock Nation brunch of of the legislative branch. <laughs> it's Black people getting together, looking good, doing nothing. <clears throat> Let's be honest. They look good. They do nothing. What I want you to name one thing that the Congressional Black Caucus has done that has changed fundamentally changed the lives of the everyday black person going to work and coming home 
every day. I'll give you the rest of the day. Shoot, take the rest of the year. Go ahead. <laughs> no, nah, nah, real talk. The only reason I don't give them crap is because I don't know what they're stopping. Okay. That's the whole thing. I don't know. Oh, don't don't let them give you that. No. Oh, you just don't know what we're stopping. No, 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 no. <laughs> I'm not saying that's because of them, but I do know oh. the that all politics is backdoor. So I don't know what deals they're striking up to keep people from doing stuff like permanently banning black voting and making lynching a national day <laughs> instead, you know, oh, like I mean, stopping the purge. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I don't know if that's what they're doing. And that's because I grew up reading and I always like the heroes that save the world, even though nobody knows. So I'm not saying that the Congressional Black Caucus are those people, but I don't know that they're not. Um, <laughs> I'll, you know, I'll, so I'll get that. You never yeah. know. You never know. You never know. Now, can hey, they never do know. more? Oh, man, they can do more. Yo, they, can, they got know, they can do a whole lot more, but um, but I don't know that they're not doing nothing, you know. Now that's the whole thing. Besides showing up for free lunch on Tuesday, but but you know what? <laughs> that's why I I I say, look, local is super important. Local, yes. Please scrutinize y'all local people because local people be crazy. Dude, like, let me council, tell you about this dude named Villanueva. He crazy. The, right? the city council is where everything starts. If we can't fix things across the whole damn country, I am a recent homeowner, okay? So I can go to my city council saying, look, I need speed bumps on my street because, you know, fools be peeling out. Uh, <laughs> or maybe you know, we all, and there are like kids on the block. Maybe, maybe we all move back to the south. And, yeah, and, um, and 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 I don't know. Organize our power in the South, and then uh, I guess, and then wait for the federal government to squeeze federal dollars well, from those states. I mean, that's <laughs> the whole thing, though. Like, if you're written in an area, then seriously, uh, I ain't saying going on rent strike, but get together with some of those pipe hidden fools around by the liquor store, and pollute the neighborhood that you were living or pollute the neighborhood, excuse me, that the actual home that the owner of your rental property lives in until that that owner of that rental property goes to the city council saying, I pay taxes for this area. Why are these school books lackluster? <laughs> you know, I mean, that is what the city council is for. Learn who your local comptroller is and lean on them hard. You know, because like that's the whole thing. The top is already messed up and they don't give a damn about you. All right. Nah. But your comptroller does. <laughs> your comptroller is like, oh, they might be able to find my address on Google. And I'm not saying yeah. terrorize them. <laughs> all right. But I do want you to know that they are fully cognizant of your capability too. you know. Yeah. So get stuff going on the local level because those are the people who care about your vote. All right. Mm -hmm. Because seriously speaking, you know, your city might be red or blue or yellow because there might be independent cities and stuff out there. But that's where your voice seriously matters. Pay attention to your local elections. Go down to your go to your city council meetings. If nothing else. Punch these freaking people in the face that want our teachers to work in petri dishes full of COVID. 
you know, at least beat them up before they get to the mic. <laughs> I guess I guess give a shout do. out to the governor of Virginia. Like he <laughs> he he created all right. First he invoked the name of Martin Luther King, and you know I hate that in general. Because uh, it's like racist people love using his name. It's like a, it's like their own special gaslight. But bro. then he then he was like, "Hey, the parents have the control over whether kids wear masks or not." I'm like, "Huh? Why are you making? They already legislated this. They already made the law. They already like. Why are you messing this? Like you're creating chaos." Then <laughs> after creating said chaos, but he had to because he ran on this. He ran. Now I will say this: Republicans give their people. What they say they gonna give them. Democrats be like, black people, please vote for us because y'all the only people that actually do vote for us consistently. And then we vote for them, and then they be like, uh, hey, thanks. Bye now. Hey, hold up. What, um, about, what about my street cleaning? Oh, yeah, yeah, that's you know what? Uh, you got this boy <laughs> over here. His name is George, and he's writing a book with dragons in it, and they're coming too. So when the dragons like, get here, you're gonna get your street sweeping. Because <laughs> Notice in this in this uh, election cycle, because we're in the election cycle now, guys, it's coming. It's, oh, you can feel it. You can feel the electricity. Mm -hmm. Black people about to get all kinds of attention. Come on, black people. Look, they just put uh, Kareem, uh, what is it? Kareem, John, John Kareem, Pierre, John, whatever, as the uh, the national press speaker or whatever. Oh, yeah. That was because they need black symbolism. Jin right. Saki was doing fine. Ain't nothing special John Kareem, Pierre, whatever did. Even when she introduced her as her character for what she was so great about, she just brought up that she was LGBT. I'm like, that's not a skill. That's not what? You were talking, you were like, you, she was like, you let me let me tell you about her background. And she was like, she's LGBT. I'm like, well, I mean, that's cool, but uh, what that gotta do with being a press secretary? <laughs> like. Look, they trying to get all their symbolism out, but they yeah. ain't going to do nothing. It's back to what I said in 2020. I said, Democrats, actually, you probably don't want to win. Here's why. Because when you win and you don't do nothing, these people are too mad right now. You're not going to win again. This, yeah. ain't, this ain't the 90s. See, the 90s used to be like, hey, let's have a fish fry. Vote for me. And they'd be like, oh, you're a crooked pastor. We'll let them come in and sit in the pulpit, which they shouldn't because that's sacred ground. Don't get me started on that. But they let them stand in the pulpit and beg for your votes. And then, poof, magic, gone, nothing. No, no promises, no nothing. Mm -hmm. And I was like, look, y'all can't do that stuff no more. Actually, Democrats, y'all might want to lose because if y'all win, people are going to expect something and y'all ain't going to give it. I said uh, they won't go give it in 2020. And what happened? See. They didn't give it. <laughs> I'm just trying to help y'all. I'm just trying to help y'all. Democrats ain't going to do nothing. Now, yeah. the sad thing is that we're caught between people that ain't going to do nothing because they quietly are just the other side of the same coin or the people that are trying to attack you that you have the side that's not going to attack you, but they're going to create excuses for the side that does attack you. 18-year-old, a boy, really. Or yeah. you're going to have the side that does attack you, and, and both sides are like, hey, vote for whoever you want. We right. got both sides of the coin. So and see, that's why we're I, at the local level. You got to do all you I can at the local a, level. Yeah, I got to give a shout out to one of my people over here on um, Twitch um ice girl 109 thank you um 
Yeah. So I've been, I have not been saying the name of this dude out here, not because he just wants attention and people like him want, no, Peyton Gendron. All right. The dude live streamed his offense on Twitch on the platform of which I make a living on. All right. And shout out to Twitch. As soon as they notice it, they're like, nope, take that down. But um, yeah, they, but they did take it know, down. They, but on top of that, you know, what would be um, nice Twitch. A yeah, I got list on the of, front page, <laughs> a list of a list of all the viewers, their IP addresses, their names sent to the police to be arrested. Because well, the they, FBI, absolutely. absolutely. Because they send that are to part the FBI. Of this. Yeah, they, their parents are a part of this. All of this stuff juices and fuels yeah. each other. Okay, the like real talk. Are a part of this. Like real talk on a legal argument place, all right? People get arrested for possessing stolen merchandise as accessory after the fact. Mm -hmm. So um, since, since Peyton Gendron, piece of shit, um live streamed this okay literally live stream this um that means he live streamed it knowing that he has followers and knowing that um that knowing that he would get coverage for this which means whoever paid for his internet is complicit after the fact as are the people who follow him those are the people that is, that that is interesting after. That's an interesting line. I mean, hey, look, if you can go after Rico cases for rappers and what they've said, and y'all might think y'all slick, but as someone who has listened to a good amount of rock and roll, I wouldn't call myself a rock and roll aficionado, but I've listened to enough that to know would that. Be me. I would I would I would say that I've heard enough to know that if we're gonna start arresting, well then let's go. Yeah. Aerosmith, Nirvana. <laughs> Uh, Guns and Roses. Let's go. We want to go back late, earlier to hair bands because a whole bunch of rock and roll people talked about pedophilia like it was nothing, mm -hmm. and it was all no. good. So no, Vince Neil actually got off from killing a dude in a freaking car accident while drunk driving, and so you know, and why can't we point. use these same type of leaps in logic when it comes to yet a boy, yet just a boy? Yeah, eighteen year old. I mean, just an eighteen year old able to enter the military, but just a boy. Eighteen year old know, able to vote again, and, pick, and pick his his uh, city council member, uh, school board member, president. But yet a boy. Yeah, yet just a boy. Yeah. Now, real talk. Um, whenever we have these discussions, that question of what do we do about it and all that stuff. Look, I don't have a solution but i know that there is not a silver bullet solution but i will say what's not working all right what's not working is soft language with these little bitches what's yeah. not working is not saying their name all right um <clears throat> peyton gindrum is a self-proclaimed white supremacist who performed an act of terrorism in the united states post 9-11. All right. He willingly and knowingly with malice of forethought and intention, so much malice of forethought that he decided to broadcast it onto the closest thing of mass media devices that he had access to. This act of terrorism to, in his own words, say that he wanted to make sure that black people did not feel safe 
anywhere. That is an act of terrorism. Peyton, Gendron, and everyone like him from everyone at the at the um the Jews will not replace us, Mark. Um oh, in Charlottesville. Charlottesville March. Um every single one of these mass shooters from Vegas. All right. Um but definitely Peyton Gendron and Kyle Rittenhouse. These people and I'm saying people because they're getting the protection under the law that wasn't afforded to people that fall under the three-fifths compromise, all right? These people, by the letter of your laws, are terrorists under the writing of the Patriot Act. They should be convicted and they should be condemned. And every single person who falls on the alt-right, who listens to these 14 words and are talking about extinction and replacement of the race needs to be investigated and arrested for potential acts of violence, at least 5150 you know, at least put in a mental institution because they may be a credible threat to themselves or others. Peyton Gendron yeah. is not to be replicated. He is not to be idolized. Everything that he says and does in relation to this, to the point where he says he finds it necessary to plead not guilty because he did not do anything wrong. Even though guilty, not guilty is not a moral statement. It is a legal statement. <laughs> um, you know, um, he does not believe that he did anything wrong because he does not see the fathers and aunts and grandmothers that he killed as human beings. And people who do not see other people as human beings in the same way that these 4chan bitches like Peyton Gendrum, these cowardly, um, like these cowardly scrotum sacks, like Peyton Gendrum, these horrible people. Look, I don't use pussy for weakness, okay? I mean, they're, they're, they're the strongest thing out there, all right? I came out of one. I, I know it's resilience. Um, yeah, um, these people like Peyton Gendrum, like Kyle Rittenhouse, they are shameful. They are, they are examples of the America that presents itself and not the America that you guys tell us that we live in. <laughs> they need to be made an example of. They need to be condemned. Peyton Gendron needs to be convicted and publicly shamed for his actions and his ideology. And I'm not down with that MSNBC, CNN shit of not saying their name because they just want attention. No, say their names, say their names in the halls of cowards, in the halls of hateful people, and in the same halls of Hitler, the people that we should not only not emulate, we should not emulate these people, but we should hunt them down and make sure that they are never allowed the power enough to hurt other people or have influence over other people's lives. They should be in the same category as sex offenders, as pedophiles, and as other despots that commit genocide, like Andrew freaking Jackson or Woodrow freaking Wilson. Remember their names so that we know what they look like, we know what they do, and we can stop the next one. And I promise you, until we do that, there will always be a next one. Always. And extend this mess to people like Chris Russo, Tucker Carlson, 
and anyone else out there pushing that mess about they going to replace you because the whole replacement theory sadly doesn't seem to get the same coverage that uh, critical race theory got. Critical race theory? Oh, we had to go around the whole nation getting people scared about that. Oh, we had man, we had 24-7 coverage. Replacement yeah. theory? We ain't heard nothing yet. Silence. Oh, no, that's the thing. Silence. Um, replacement Nobody, theory no is actually pushed as though it's factually happening. You yeah. know, the Daily Show did this long montage of Tucker Carlson, who also should be held in contempt of court and pulled off of the news. His career should be... Oh, I ain't even one for canceling people, but this dude's... Um, the shit that this dude says has been quoted in multiple white supremacist manifestos over the past five years. All right. If yeah. this country is what it says it is, if y'all actually believe in America, like the like the freaking um, um, undertaker from The Godfather opens up with, then y'all need to take this stuff down or else you are showing us who you are. If you don't like black people talking about how America is full of liars and cowards, then stop lying and do what's right, regardless of what you're afraid of. And I am measuring what's right based on what you tell us is right. You know, hold yourself to the same damn standard that you're holding all these black people to and all these True Latinos that. to. You know, hold yourself to the same standard that you hold these Latinos who run here seeking asylum, which is the legal way to get into this country, by the way, you know, to not throw them in concentration camps. Why don't you throw these terrorists in the concentration camps? You know, a Muslim walks around somewhere where there's an explosion. Y'all talking about Guantanamo Bay, you know, because you're afraid of terrorists. Well, you know what? Are you afraid of terrorists? Are you afraid of being terrorized? Because if terrorists are bad, throw them in jail. You know, this this Peyton guy who just fucked up football for me because I used to like the name Peyton because of Dark Man and Peyton Manning. But Peyton Gendron should be in Guantanamo. His parents should be in jail. And whoever yeah. pays for his Internet should also be in prison. OK, I'll, I'll relax on the Internet <laughs> provider. <laughs> relax on the internet provider, but whoever was paying for his internet, that he got the idea, the inspiration, the emotional and mental support and the directions on how to do this with, they should be gone too. You know, they, they should really be doing that, you know, yep. but um, that, yep. that whole situation with the, with the parents, it, I hope so, but don't hold your breath. Bro, I don't care if it's his girlfriend that he's <clears> stealing <throat> internet from. I don't care if he was on the internet at the local Starbucks. All right? Oh, what I'm saying is real simple. This country has been lying to its people. Again, like I said at the beginning of my show, and for you guys wondering, we are dual broadcasting this on my Twitch channel <laughs> and on Nerd Souls um, YouTube channel. But as I said on my channel at the beginning of, of the broadcast, um, I didn't come here looking for a better life. My family did not come here looking for a better life. We didn't come here by choice. Okay. We didn't, we were dragged here kicking and screaming. Hey, thanks. Ice girl one Oh nine. You're, you're killing it. Thank you. Um, <laughs> yeah, we, we did not, we didn't come here by choice. 
And those of us that don't want to be here are denied education. We're denied jobs. We're denied health. I'm putting it out there. Facts. I grew up in South Central LA in the 80s. Okay. I have heavy metal poisoning. I have a level of lead poisoning (laughs) because of the lead that was in the air in one of the smoggiest cities in my state. And yet y'all criminalize the angry black man. You know, I um I have been working my balls off since I was 16 years old to make enough money to have a decent life. And you know what costs three times as much as having a decent life? <laughs> oh, migrating to another country. Okay. Um, yeah, that's right. I, I'm I'm regularly smoking. That is my thing, open mind. I, I smoke <laughs> and I drink coffee. Um But I've been working my ass off to migrate. Before my mother died last year, we were talking about selling the house and getting her a house somewhere in South Africa so that she can live out her retirement age in a place where she was just a woman and not a black woman. And she died from working herself to death in this country before she could go to a place that she would be welcome for. So these white supremacists that don't want us around, they control the system that gives us the resources to leave, but they won't let us. They won't let us leave. They won't let us thrive. And they fucking dragged us here in the first place. Now they're pissed off that we're here. Yeah, you say, America, that this is a place of freedom and opportunity and all that stuff. Live up to your word or change it. Okay, I will be satisfied Hmm. if America just said we don't like in words because we're on YouTube and I don't want to get nerds all in trouble. We don't like lesbians. Women need to be naked in the kitchen, not just barefoot, but totally naked and ready for sex and childbirth at any moment that any rich white man um, should be um, whenever they want to, regardless of whether or not she is married to him. They should be ready to pump out their babies at the drop of a hat and nobody else fucking matters. If they would say that, I wouldn't be so mad. But they lie and talk about freedom and opportunity and all of this stuff while holding people back from at least enough prosperity to leave and give them their country back. And as long as we're talking about giving the country back, I got some indigenous people that might want a word, <laughs> you know? Yeah, it, I'll, I'll, I'll jump off of something sure. that your, your mother was talking about. Now I'll wrap up because yeah. I know we had y'all for two hours. I know, you yeah. know what I'm saying? We, we, we went long. But yes, if you can, you should be able to, if you can, try, see if you can, get your passport because your mom made a good point. And I have a couple of family members that live in Africa already, and they on some, nah, I'm good, I'm not coming back, type stuff. Um, I got three cousins, one has passed away, but the other two were like, nah, nah, we good over here. So, you know, at least have your passport available. Then, on to what he said about, he wants to make sure that no black person feels safe. I'll say this, because you know how they do, they be ready to, well, I mean, it's not like I got... It ain't like I got numbers. What are they going to shadow ban? Nothing. I ain't got, but like, <laughs> I look, it, it, it's not like I got 5 million subscribers, but do what you need to do to feel safe. Look up the laws in your area, the rules, the statutes, whatever, and do what you need to do 
to feel safe, to protect yourself, to protect your family. I, I think I, that's the I think that's the best way I can say it. I think that's the best and, all ages way I can say it. And if you want to DM add, me, I can tell you here's a <laughs> list of black owned companies that provide safety yeah. items. <laughs> and safety I will materials. add to that, even if you don't feel safe, don't let those bastards win. Keep living your life. All right. Mm-hmm. I'm like I said, I have a lot of white friends in a lot of areas that it's unsafe for me to be after dark. So I am fully cognizant that I may not live long enough to broadcast toward Christmas if I go see any of them or if I go to somewhere that will actually pay me for working like Whittier on the 31st. I'll be running D&D games at a um, at a bar in Whittier and I may not make it home that night. I know this. And am I scared? Yes, I am scared. Um, you know, I, I, I've got a girlfriend I've been with for 10 years. I got um, I got a 22 year old offspring who I am offspring. It's all non-binary. Yes, my kid is non-binary. So I uh, so saying son or daughter is not accurate. All right. Maybe um, person offspring just sounds weird. <laughs> okay, fine. I have progeny. Um, wow. At the moment, <laughs> it's just as weird. <laughs> who at the moment does not um, want or see themselves ever having kids, but that could change in 10, 15 years. Yeah, never know. You know, um, but the fact of the matter is um, I, I have people um, <laughs> my child, um, you know, um, my child. I, I, I have people um directly connected to me i have i work with charities there's a lot of people that count on me for my point of view my guidance um and just my life experience and that could end any day however it's just as bad if i stop talking or if i stop leaving the house or if i just curl up in a ball and hide because i'm scared you know yeah these people don't want us here yet they don't want to let us leave so you because know because they what? need a, a they need yeah, a permanent so, underclass. And so yeah, if we so all fact, jumped up and left tomorrow, like say if black people just disappeared and we 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 all got up and got on a plane tomorrow and went to anywhere, uh, Ghana, Zimbabwe, uh, yeah. Niger, Ivory Coast, Egypt, South Africa, uh, yeah, Congo, somewhere, anywhere, we, they they lose their minds. Because they need a they need a permanent underclass. Also, you're talking oh, no, about they, billions they would literally of consumer just dollars that one. disappear. No, they would literally just invent another one, and then they would come down on Latinos next. Um, specifically, because the better the food, the more the underclass. So oh, we no, leave and not... we take all the Lowrys with us, and then they go in straight after the burritos. That's what that's what I'm saying. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Adobo's next. <laughs> yeah. Uh huh. Yep. You know they lose the barbecue. They lose the barbecue. They lose the greens. So next, they're 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 going to be going um, for the ceviche, and they're going to go for the tacos. You know, until mm. all that's left is potatoes. Um, oh. But um, but yeah, no. But seriously, so live. My vengeance at them is to make it very clear to the youngest ones coming up that um, that the world is a certain way. It's not their fault, but. It will be their fate to make it better. 
And I help out as many people as I can on a daily basis to make sure that that world can come to pass. That's the best that I can do, you know, but my vengeance is I live as loud and as hard as I can, you know, um, I go places where there are white supremacists, not to get under their goats. I, 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 I don't, I, I'm not out here to troll them, but you know what? I've, I've had my ribs broken in the Slayer pit and Slayer stopped the show and yelled at them and had them kicked out because I like metal. You know, I spent years at the Renaissance fair. I stopped going cause it's no longer fun to me, you know, but it wasn't the white supremacists that drove me out. You know, I go to these white spaces. I shop at white grocery stores. I go to rock concerts. I go to comic stores. My entire my entire business is about playing miniatures games in D&D. You ain't finding a comic book store in my neighborhood. You know, no. they ain't getting rid of me. And they ain't getting rid of and us. When you show so up I'm saying to one, live they as hard to, as we can. When you show up to one, they try their best to make sure you know that you're not welcome. And that's perfectly fine. And you know what I do at those stores? I look at everything they have that I would spend money on. I make a list and then I go to a place that will welcome me and I give them all that money. With that <laughs> said, I'll say this because we got them in the chat. Blurdish.com, B-L-E-R-D hyphen I-S-H.com. You can get comic books from them. And I just went to Black Star Collectibles today because the oh, black, black owned. star yep i just <laughs> yeah, south to Fion. yeah uh, major shout out to and i did uh took some shots to the um yeah. of the uh the the building or one of the building the store so yeah, they got the carson too. mall yeah so <laughs> black star collectibles check them out they got a spot in carson mall they also got a, a website uh they got another location and uh, i think they're they, opening one in long beach soon too so, uh, another one in Long Beach. Yeah, you know, Fion came up with my cousin. So, I, <laughs> like, so you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yo, so, so, look, yeah. there are places now where you can get your comics. You know yeah. what I mean? You know and what if saying? you're there into D&D and all that stuff, I got a Latino brother named um, Charles Mendez out in the city of Bellflower at Guildhouse Games. All right. And he he does the 40K, the D&D, all that stuff out there. Great store. Real friend to the channel. So, Seriously, um, and you know, there are before the we get out there. here. I know, I know he wants to say hi. Hey, what's going on, light? Well, I don't see you. He said, I don't see you. Well, <laughs> yeah, you, I'm right here. I'm uh, right here. Great. You want to show him what you got from Black Star? Hold on, let me put the head on. There you go. There you go. Yeah. Go, go on, show him. So show, show, show him what it boom. Show we him. got the Iron Man going. <laughs> Shouts to Iron Heart fans out there. You know what I'm saying? Uh, got, you know, oh, that's Riri. Riri. Yeah, Riri. Yep, so, you know what I'm saying? Awesome. <laughs> Did you turn to daddy? <laughs> uh -huh. Well, nah, he, he flipped the screen to me. But <laughs> it's magic, so. kiddo. And soon, <laughs> I, as soon as I find, I'm letting you know, as soon as I find Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur, you're getting one of those too. Um, oh, man. You know what? That I'd like to see. I'd like to get some figures in there. I'm going to have to check that out. But, yeah. guys, we know it's been a long stream. But mm. no, no, not yet. Not, we're, we're not, not yet. yet. No, not yet. <laughs> not not, yet. No, 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 not yet. No, no. <laughs> but we gotta, we gotta say peace to everybody in the chat. Say, say, please, uh, blurtish. Blurtish. Say, open mind. Open mind. Say, Jenna James. Jenna James. Tyler Bennett. Uh huh. Zeus. Zeus. 
Kid Hart. <laughs> Antoine Allen. Antoine Allen. No one, nobody. No one, nobody. <laughs> uh, Nubian, Nubian DNA. Nubian DNA. <laughs> and right. I don't know a whole bunch of people. Look, it's it's a whole lot. Oh, of Oh, wait a second! I got some names through. for you. I got some names for him too, like Glenn Couch. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like Glenn Go Couch ahead. and Clever Little Vixen. Clever Little Vixen and. Clever. Yeah, yes. and Ox 2. <laughs> Ox 2? Ox 2. Right. Haley and the Gathering. Haley and the Gathering? Casino, Casino Thanks. Casino Thanks. Commander Root. Commander Root. Commander Root. Katie Nah. Katie Nah. Katie Nah. All right. Nana Ray. Nana Ray. <laughs> Miss Moose a lot. Miss Moose a lot. Miss Moose a lot. Neon King. <laughs> neon King. Thirteen or sorry, Neon Knight. Thirteen. Oh, Neon Knight. Neon Knight. Uh, Cirelu. I'm not even gonna try that one. <laughs> <laughs> just, just sir. Yeah, sir. Sir is cool. Sir. Say sir. Sir. All right, cool. And Violet's <laughs> TV. Violet's TV. And shout out, if I missed y'all, I know Keithan was in here earlier. I don't know if you're still here. So, yeah. Keithan, uh, Nisa, and there might be all the early people. I know Keithan, Nisa was here. Uh, yeah, I think that. Oh, and Ogumbola. I hope I'm not screwing up your name, but we here. No, no diss. I probably just screwed up your name, but <laughs> we here. Uh, <laughs> so, you ready to go? Everybody say peace. Yeah. Mm -hmm. All right, we're going to leave y'all with some black comics, some dope stuff. Of course, N-E-R-D, S-O-U-L, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, all those places. Hit that thumbs up if you like what you're seeing. Hit that thumbs down if you don't. Um, podcast. Uh, you have um, Young dope Justice? No, you, no Young Justice. Yeah. <laughs> That's what that's uh, No Young Justice yet. Yeah. Um, but dope beats and all that stuff, and we'll hit y'all. We'll, we'll see y'all later. And of course, twitch.tv slash BID underscore P. Thank you guys for joining us for this conversation. And I promise I'm not always this mad. Most of the time, I'm very jovial. All right, we ready to do this? Oh. All right. One, two, three, go. Oh. <laughs>